This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Coming up on 5 Minute News. Transgender lawmaker sues over removal from house floor. DeSantis to sue Disney in latest tug of war. And more than 20,000 Russians killed in Ukraine since December. It's Tuesday, May 2. I'm Anthony Davis. Montana State Representative Zoe Zephyr asked a court on Monday to allow for her return to the House floor after she was silenced and barred for chiding her Republican colleagues over legislation to restrict gender-affirming health care and for encouraging protesters. Attorneys for the first-term lawmaker sued in state district court in Helena on behalf of Zephyr, a transgender Democrat who represents a liberal district in the college town of Missoula and several constituents who the attorneys said were being denied their right to adequate representation. Zephyr, whose comments in the Montana legislature have made her a prominent figure in transgender rights and in conversations about the muffling of dissent in state houses, said in a statement yesterday that she and her constituents were targeted because I dared to give voice to the values and needs of transgender people like myself. Residents of the Missoula area said in declarations filed as part of the lawsuit that they wanted Zephyr heard in the legislature. Anna Wong, who lives in Missoula County with her transgender child, supported Zephyr in the 2022 election, with the expectation the lawmaker would speak out against the onslaught of bills targeting transgender youth. Suicide among transgender youth is not imaginary, Wong said. It is not a game and it is not a political foil. It is real. It is heartbreaking. And it is the responsibility of my representative to speak out against bills promoting it. Republicans achieved a supermajority in Montana during the 2022 election and now control two-thirds of the state House and Senate, in addition to the governor's office. Days after Disney sued Florida's governor in federal court for what it described as retaliation for opposing the state's so-called Don't Say Gay bill, Disney World's governing board, made up of Governor Ron DeSantis appointees, filed a lawsuit on Monday against the entertainment giant. The Central Florida Tourism Oversight District sued Disney in state court in Orlando and voted to defend itself in federal court in Tallahassee, where the entertainment company filed its lawsuit last Wednesday. The Disney lawsuit against the governor, the board and its five members asked a judge to void the governor's takeover of the theme park district previously controlled by Disney for 55 years. The oversight board's lawsuit seeks to maintain its oversight of design and construction in the district that governs Disney World's 25,000 acres after the previous Disney-controlled board signed over those powers to the company before the DeSantis-appointed board members held their first meeting earlier this year. 
The DeSantis Board's lawsuit was filed on Monday afternoon in Orange County and claims the agreements with Disney reek of a backroom deal. The previous board members failed to give proper notice about the agreements, lacked the authority to make them, unlawfully delegated governmental authority to a private entity, and the agreements are unenforceable under Florida, according to the suit. Disney filed its lawsuit last week after the oversight board appointed by DeSantis voted to void a deal that gave the company authority over design and construction decisions in its sprawling properties near Orlando. Disney's lawsuit was the latest tug-of-war in more than a year-old feud between Disney and DeSantis that has engulfed the governor in criticism as he prepares to launch an expected presidential bid in the coming months. The White House yesterday said it now estimates just since December, Russia has suffered 100,000 casualties, including more than 20,000 killed, as Ukraine has rebuffed a heavy assault by Russian forces in eastern Ukraine. In what has become a grinding war of attrition, the fiercest battles have been in the eastern Donetsk region, where Russia is struggling to encircle the city of Bakhmut in the face of dogged Ukrainian defence. White House National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said the U.S. estimate is based on newly declassified American intelligence. He did not detail how the intelligence community derived the number. General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, said in November that Russia had suffered well over 100,000 killed or wounded in the first eight months of the war. The new figures suggest that Russian losses have dramatically accelerated in recent months. Troops from Russia's Wagner mercenary group and other forces are fighting Ukrainian troops house to house to try to gain control of what has become known as the Road of Life, the last remaining road west still in Ukrainian hands, which makes it critical for supplies and fresh troops. Both sides have cited gains in recent days. Kirby said nearly half those killed since December are Wagner forces, many of them convicts who were released from prison to join Russia's fight. He said the Wagner forces were thrown into combat and without sufficient combat or combat training, combat leadership or any sense of organisational command and control. The White House has repeatedly sought to highlight the cost, both human and weaponry, to Russia of Bakhmut, which it argues has limited strategic importance to the overall trajectory of the war. Some analysts, however, note that taking control of Bakhmut could be helpful to Russian efforts to advance on the larger cities in the Donetsk region. Kirby declined to say how many Ukrainian troops have been killed or wounded in the fighting. Milly said in November that Ukrainian casualties were probably also around 100,000. You can subscribe to the 5-Minute News Patreon for bonus videos, commentary and more. Go to patreon.com slash 5-Minute News. A news story gets shared by a friend on social media, or you catch a tweet that really makes your blood boil. But how do you separate fact from fiction? That's the premise behind Disinformation, a 10-part series from Evergreen Podcasts and Emergent Risk International coming this fall. Tune in to Disinformation wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, don't believe everything you read.